introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. out there. Uh, hope everybody did something to sort of commemorate and celebrate Juneteenth as well. Uh, this week on the podcast, I have Mr. 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 Kyle Martin. Uh, Kyle is somebody that used to actually have his own podcast and uh, just stopped doing it after about two years or so. So I guess my time is up pretty soon. But uh, he did a very similar format to me. He was actually around before I was. But uh, would interview theater teachers, and I was actually on his podcast when I first started Minor Wisdom, and so uh, Kyle and I sort of started a relationship then, and here he is uh, having his own episode for Minor Wisdom. Again, I hope everybody's enjoying their Father's Day. Uh, there's a comedian out there, I believe his name is Mo Siddiqui, Mo Siddiq. Um, I think it's most of the week, but uh, I could be wrong, but uh, don't hold me to that. But anyway, Mo, uh, he actually came to Dulles High School when I was there uh, because Fort Bend hired him to be one of the sort of uh, uh, launch people for the school year. You know, all these districts have like leadership launch and all this kind of stuff. Well, Mo was hired by Fort Bend to be one of these people to come out and do some educational comedy and things like that. Not or, or excuse me, comedy about education, shall we say, not necessarily educational comedy. Uh, and he was very funny, but he's a national comedian. He's a nationally renowned stand-up comedian, and there's a bit out there about how Father's Day is like the 20th most celebrated American holiday, and uh, starts listing off certain things that, uh, that, are, that are celebrated more than Father's Day. But, you know, regardless, uh, I appreciate it. I know my kids, my, my daughters have made me some special things. So I hope everybody's having a good Father's Day. You know, Father's Day used to be a, a kind of sucky holiday for the minor family because uh, my father passed away uh, 15 years ago. And so until I had kids, I didn't really like Father's Day. And so I kind of get both ends of the straw here um, and understand uh, how some people might not be feeling it and some people are appreciative of it. So however you feel, I hope this is either a great Sunday or just a random day uh, for you, however it might be. Looking forward to Thespian Professional Development coming up uh, this week. Uh, But until then, leave me a five-star review, maybe like the podcast, follow me on Twitter, and like me on Facebook or follow me on Facebook. Enjoy Kyle Martin. I, so I was born into kind of a theatrical family. My dad was a theater teacher before I was born. Um, and then for about the first year of my life, he was uh, a theater teacher and uh, at a, in Baytown, Texas at Lee High School. And uh, we did community theater too. Like uh, he had grown up doing community theater at the Baytown Little Theater. And uh, we lived in Baytown. And we, that was like kind of a second home for me. We we were, uh, we would go to church and then go to rehearsals. It was like, kind of like, and I, I, I later in life started to think of myself as having been raised by two churches, like the church of the Jesus church, and then also the theater church. And, um, and so, yeah, that was, the, that was just like a big part of my life growing up was the theater. Uh, got into high school, was in the marching band. Uh, we had a really, really, really strong, successful marching band. 
um and but i but i also did did do some shows in high school uh with i did two one act plays and a musical you know uh but i wasn't it was like not something i could fit into my schedule but it was still something that i i knew that theater was probably going to be where i ended up and not band <laughs> uh i was I was always uh, I was always very mediocre at the trumpet, uh, but anyway, so I ended up going to Abilene Christian University to major in theater, and uh, had a great four years there. Uh, kind of found a few different things that I really loved doing while I was there. In aside from just acting, I I learned a little bit about lighting, uh, learned about directing, um, and learned about playwriting, and uh, then, you know, after college, worked at the Dallas Theater Center as an intern for a little bit. Um, and the, but most of the time, the funny thing is when I was at the Dallas Theater Center, I would be there. I remember I remember specifically running the winch system that lower uh, the ghost of Christmas presents uh, present down to the floor. It was Liz. I don't people from Dallas will know Liz Michael, uh, who was who's a. A company member at the Dallas Theater Center and that was before they had company uh, a, a resident company at the Dallas Theater Center but she was she was the uh the ghost of Christmas present I remember specifically like I was in charge of running that winch I don't know why they had me do that I was probably the wrong idea but uh and and just thinking like I kind of wish I were running my own theater program like I I wish I was I was like daydreaming about going into a high school and teaching and that would, had always been something I wanted to do uh, through high school. I always thought I'd be a theater teacher, but then you get, in, I don't know if other people can relate to this, but you get into college and uh, especially if it's a program that's really focused on training actors uh, and, and training you and trying to train you for uh, the, the real world of professional theater. <clears throat> I just get kind of caught up into that and sort of forgot that I was also planning to be a theater teacher until I got into the real world and realized, wait, I, I, I don't know if I have the whatever it is to, uh, to like force myself to go be an actor and struggle like that and um, maybe not have a paycheck for a while. So I, uh, so I started uh, substitute teaching and working on my certification and eventually uh, got hired in Channel View, Texas, uh, was when my first job. I went to go work with Catherine Dowler, who was still there. She's been there for a long time. Uh, went and worked with her for a year, <clears throat> and I really liked it. I really enjoyed working with uh, Catherine there. I liked the kids. Um, the, but the principal called me in and said, "Hey, um, we want you to get certified to teach English because we need more English teachers, and um, we don't need you to be teaching theater as much." And about that same time, uh, my high school, where I graduated from Baytown Sterling, the theater teacher called me and was like, hey, there's a job opening if you're interested. Yeah, and she knew me through my family and my dad. And, um, and so I was like, well, I'd, I'd rather teach full theater than have to teach English. And never, I've, I've, always, I've always been like, I, I'm, theater is really the only thing I care about. I mean, I love the kids. Uh, I, I've, I've had to learn how to be a good teacher. Um, because it was not something that came naturally to me the, the the directing part of it and the the I think I've heard you talk about being 
you know, like you're either like a, a director or a classroom teacher. And I sort I don't I totally know what you mean by that because I know so many people who um, you know, are amazing in the classroom. And there's me who I'm just I treat the classroom like like, you know, hey, here's a project, go do it, and then I'll I'll tell you what you're doing wrong, you know. Um, but um but anyway, so yeah, I I, I went to Baytown Sterling was there for three years. Uh, I was really fortunate to work with uh, a lady who um, <clears throat> had, you know, kind of, she, she kind of just let me do whatever I wanted, but she didn't really, she had a, she had a kind of a smaller program. She did two shows a year. And I was like, what if we did a musical? And she hadn't been doing musicals. And she was like, yeah, go ahead, do it. You know, and I, she hadn't really been involved in Texas Thespians. And um, my first experience with Thespians was at Channel View. And I came to, to, to uh, Sterling and was like, what if we started a Thespian troupe? And she was like, yeah, go for it. And so I kind of really, um, with the safety of not being the head director, got to kind of do a bunch of stuff that a head director might do. Um, <clears throat> And uh, she she wasn't terribly interested in doing a lot of that stuff. She wanted she wanted to teach her classes and direct plays, which is fine, you know. But uh, she let me, and so um, I, any little whim I had, I pretty much got greenlit, which was really nice. I didn't I didn't have to come in and have somebody go. That's nah, not the way we do things here, you know. Um, after three years at that school, my um, my wife, who's also a teacher, she teaches uh, elementary school, and I uh, we decided we we wanted to live in the big city you know we wanted to we didn't have kids yet so we wanted to feel like we were you know cool uh, urbanites and so we moved into houston uh and we lived around in the rice village area found an apartment we could not afford uh but we you know found a way to make it work for whatever reason and uh, i traveled that was my first year at travis i i got a job um as my as the head theater teacher at travis high school where where you've also spent some time and uh, in Fort Bend, and uh, that was that was my first of four years there, and um, that was another kind of leap into, you know, learning about how to run a program. Uh, you know, like I said, I didn't really have a, uh, a an example when I was in high school of a, of a theater program and how to run a theater program because I I didn't I. I did some shows, but I wasn't really that involved in, in theater. So I was actually kind of modeling it after my college theater program, which uh, I think I've heard other people say that they've done that before, that they kind of run their theater like a, like I think I've heard uh, Billy Dragoose say that he runs his like a, like a professional theater company. And, um, and so I, that, that was kind of what I was trying to do as well. Um, you know, and then obviously some things, you can't quite treat it just like a professional theater company. You know, you don't have, uh, one of my favorite stories to tell is when I, my first day of teaching, this was back when I was at Channel View, one of my first day of teaching, I had, uh, I just went around the circle. Like I got the kids together and, and I was like, Hey, so <clears throat> tell me, tell me what you love about theater or tell me what, what, what drew you to theater? What caused you to choose this class as your elective, you know? And I don't, unfortunately, I don't remember any of the good answers. I only remember this one kid, and I, and I remember this was kind of emblematic of a lot of the answers. Uh, 
I had a kid who just looked at me and was like, I don't want to be here. Like they made me take this class. I don't want to be here. What do you like? As it to say, like, what's wrong with you? Why would like <laughs> that's a crazy question? That's a crazy question to ask. Uh, but uh, that was sort of a wake up call. And so of course, you know, it, it's it's not always as simple as just going like, yeah, we're gonna run this like a professional theater program, and everybody because everybody wants to be there, and it's not always the case. But I try I try to do that as much as I can. Um, and, and that was sort of something I was able to develop at, uh, Travis, or at least I, you know, I tried, um, we had some, you know, we did, we did four shows a year there, uh, fall show, musical one act, and then student directed plays, um, really loved the kids at Travis. I got, you know, I, um, the parents were really, really supportive. Um, I, I never you know, taught in an environment like that before and still haven't since where um, the kids are just, were just really, really focused on theater. And I didn't have to do a lot of sharing. Like there wasn't a whole lot of sharing. Uh, you know, those, those kids were pretty focused on theater. I don't know if it's the same way. It was a, it was a, almost a brand new school when I, when I taught. Yeah, there. it was taught still there. pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. I taught there the second year it was open. Um, the, there was another theater teacher there that when that opened and then she I think decided that she wanted to teach English and so she you know uh gravitated over towards just teaching English um but uh but yeah it was that was it was a really fantastic group that I had I still keep in touch with a lot of those kids in fact uh one of those kids I was telling you before we started recording it just got a job teaching in Keller uh teaching with Tim Munro's son who you yeah. had on your uh on your show and um yeah uh we i still keep in touch with him still keep in touch with a lot of those kids form some great relationships uh unfortunately after my fourth year there uh i was still kind of a person of i was still a department of one and i was feeling burned out and it was it was like one of those things where i was just like working constantly i, I used to say i loved my job but i didn't like it anymore uh and so um an opportunity came to move back to Abilene, which is where my wife is from. Her dad um, had just retired as an administrator there, but uh, basically I got called by the principal of the high school and was like, we, we don't need a theater teacher, but we need somebody to help out in this uh, program for kids who are needing to recover credit. Uh, it was a, 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 through a computer program called Plato. Uh, a lot of people, when I tell them that I worked with Plato, they think I've like worked with yeah. clay, right? Which could be cool. And like, yeah. hey, that's a class. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, uh, that, might but, be something. Uh, or, might be something to consider. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a Plato <laughs> class is something we need in Texas. But um, but I I went and worked with this computer program for a year. I did that. It was real. It was like one of those like I need a I need a break um, from what I had been doing. I was also working on my, um, I think I've, I've heard you talk about, you have your master's from San Angelo state. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, never having set foot on right. campus. Never been there. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, that's my Lamar, uh, degree. Yeah. I have a, I have this, I have a degree from Lamar a master's never set foot on the campus. Uh, but, uh, but I was working on my master's online and stuff and that kind of freed me up, gave me a little bit of time to, uh, work on that because it was, it was kind of a nice year. I woke up late 
We didn't have to be there till 11 o'clock. The hours were from 11 to seven. You know, when I first heard that, I was like, seven, man, I'm, I'm used to being there from seven to seven. So if I can be, if I can go home at seven and not have to be there till 11, that that's great. Uh, it was still, it was still TRS and teacher stuff and all that, but it was um, a lot less stressful. Uh, didn't have to do grades. Didn't have to do any of that stuff. Uh, just had to help kids recover credit. And, um, but what, you know, while, I, while it was, less time consuming and allowed me to kind of spend more time with my, um, my young daughter who was about a year old when we moved. Uh, it was, it was definitely one of those things that made me realize where I needed to be. Cause I just missed directing so much. I missed theater. And, uh, so I, I started looking for theater jobs and luckily for me, uh, a job opened up at the rival high school across town, uh, Cooper high school. And, uh, it was speech and theater. So I, I got to do the whole like speech teacher slash theater teacher for a while, which was something I'd always heard, but never had been interested in doing myself. But uh, it was actually a lot of fun. I had these um, one semester courses where I just taught speech and I, I learned a lot about speech myself because I didn't know anything, you know, anything really about it. You know, they just think because you're a theater person and you can talk that that makes you good at I guess speeches but uh I don't know if that's necessarily the case um but anyway so I I did that for I was there for five years eventually uh I was a third theater teacher um they had a a head theater teacher they had an assistant theater teacher um and then they had me basically helping like because I because they didn't have a full day of speech classes which was really what I was hired to do uh they kind of went well you can go help with the tech theater classes well, it became pretty obvious right away that I was that I knew the most about technical theater, and I basically told the head director, who was also new at the high school at the time, I was like, "Let let me handle the tech. Let me handle the lights and 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 building. Uh, not so much the sound. Sound is not really my thing, but um, but let me handle all that. Let me take that off your plate." Um, and and he was a little bit hesitant at first. I think he was like, "I don't know. I kind of like things." To, be done a certain way but after we had worked together on a few shows he was like yes you do it um was there for five years and then the Abilene High theater teacher retired and I went to our fine arts director and I said this guy I want the uh, if, if he was retiring I would love to be considered for that job and they yeah they said yeah we want you to do that so I've been here for four years now I just graduated my first group that uh, went with me the whole year the whole way through and uh it's been pretty fantastic i've I've really loved uh being at this school i i've learned a lot about uh not burnt how to not burn out because when i was at travis that was the thing i just i just worked and worked and worked and worked every time the kids yeah i remember telling the kids one day i just needed a saturday off because we would we didn't have a whole lot of tech classes i had one tech period a day and uh, so we would spend every Saturday on work calls. And I remember one day just being like, I, I can't be there this Saturday. I've got something to do. And the kids were just like, well, I, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, I don't care. It's a Saturday. <laughs> Go live your life. Uh, but that was, that was just kind of, that became so normal uh, at Travis was to work every single day. And Sundays were the only really day that I had 
And, um, and of course, if we were doing a Sunday matinee, I didn't even have those. So, yeah. But anyway, that's kind of where I, that's kind of how I got here, um, where I am today. And uh, I've got a great um, theater uh, support here. Our fine arts programs here in Abilene are are really great. We I work really well with our choir and band and uh, put on a huge musical every year. Uh, musicals here in Abilene are incredible, mainly because we have really incredible choirs. And so they send us, you know, for the musical, they, we just, you know, pack in all these kids. And that's one of the things I've noticed whenever you do a musical with theater kids who can sing, you know, versus choir kids, you know, is that, you know, you, you, at the first time I was at a uh, rehearsal for you know it was like maybe one of the first rehearsals for uh, our musicals here in Abilene and I heard you know the sound they were making and I was just blown away and you know of course the choir and the choir director was like all right we've got some work to do and I'm like do you <laughs> like that was I mean, just, they know how to blend yeah. and they know how to support and theater kids who can sing who are but are strictly theater kids um it, it they can sound good but it's it's there's a different level when you've got when you're filling out your cho chorus with choir kids who've been in choir since they were you know in sixth grade and yeah. anyway but anyway so that's that's kind of where we're at that's you, need, where you need to do hunchback that's uh yeah dude if you have singers have, yeah well okay so i think i contacted you about my student who's going to be going to u of h yeah. and doing yeah, yeah. their theater teaching uh, program he before he um before the end of school one day because I, I was they knew I was contemplating the musical yeah and he came up to me and he was like he was like I I gotta tell you this before I leave you've got to do hunchback he's <laughs> like he's like he's like it's perfect you don't even have he's like you you don't even have to have all these choir kids at yeah. rehearsal the whole time yeah. he's, he was telling me yeah yeah and I was like I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. That's interesting. He said, only problem is there's only one girl in the whole show. Yeah, yeah, and, one actor. Yeah, 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 one. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, we have. Uh, that's one of the things that I, I don't know. There's a few things that I'm like, I, I don't know how to fix this. Yeah. I don't even know if it's something I can fix. Uh, I've, I think everybody has that issue, like yeah. having an imbalance of roles and guys. Yeah. Uh, right now, is is the most imbalanced. Right. With my school now is the most imbalanced. I had this year. I had ten seniors who graduated, and of those ten seniors, uh, eleven of them. Well, no, sorry, <laughs> nine of them. I'm glad you're not a math. I'm glad you're not a math teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I start over. Well, that hey, you know, you know how you were saying that if I offend anybody, you can like yeah, yeah, cut it out. Yeah. Can you also like yeah, sure. look smarter? I can make you. I can make you sound really smart. I don't know if I'm going to cut that out because it was a good laugh, but you know, we'll... <laughs> no, leave it, leave it in. Of but, of uh, my ten seniors, eleven of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good. So, uh, so of the ten seniors, eight of them there you go. were girls and very talented girls. Yeah, like. Um, like any of them could have been in a, a lead and, and we would have had a fantastic show. And then two boys um, who are also both talented, you know, but like uh, that imbalance, I was like, so yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to find those shows. So this year we did little women. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we, and we double cast the yeah. sisters and the mom. 
you know yeah. so basically we could have 12 female leads you know and um last year we did oklahoma which was tough you know it's not necessarily a female heavy show but it featured it had some really good featured parts for for females you do um, did you what what type of version did you do for oklahoma like did you do the did, more traditional yeah we well we did the only one that you know uh concord sends you well so. yeah but you can you can sort of uh through design and such kind of yeah. adapt it to become this the, what, what has become popular on broadway there right they're sort of re, the darker re, the darker version. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. so so we tried to uh, incorporate elements of that yeah for instance okay. the death of spoiler alert uh yeah. the death of judd yeah um, i might have to cut that to out keep... we'll see we'll see what kind of listeners we have i might have to cut that part out yeah yeah okay, okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know if you don't know how oklahoma ends uh beware uh but the death of judd at the end we kept kind of um ambiguous uh, we didn't we didn't make it so clear-cut you know we didn't have blood splattering on the white wedding right. dress we right. didn't do that but um but we kept we we did try to keep the the did he did he fall on his knife or did curly kill him you know we we kind of kept that open yeah and did, um, did you have like the law and order sound effect happen at any point or nothing like that? Nothing too cheesy, right? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. no. Although now I wish I could go back and edit. Yeah. It well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I know. And then the, our Edo Annie, who was fantastic, um, was like, was like, Mr. Martin, can, can we, can we start, uh, can't say no, like uh, the way that they do it in Broadway where they kind of slow it down and, um, kind of draw it out a little bit and i was like yeah and we use a live pit orchestra which is and we mix um we mix students with professionals uh so abilene you wouldn't think would have like a ton of professional musicians but we're we have three universities here right. and they all have music departments so uh so we we kind of pull from there and pull from our own music faculty and have about a, a half and half uh half professional half student um pit uh and it always sounds fantastic but of course you know any, you know anytime you're going to try to do something like that your conductor and everybody has to you know sometimes in theater i'm sure y'all you've noticed this before sometimes in theater we get a wild hair and we take it to people who we need help from like a like a music person or something like that and you go hey i I want to do this, but I want to do it differently. And they sit back and they go, like, there's like, they, they never even occurred to them that you would do it anyway different. So there was a little bit of that. Uh, fortunately, our, our music people all went along and, and are great about uh, following my wild hairs. And um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they, they, we were able to do a little bit of that stuff throughout with the music. Uh, but we also, because we also are, using this as a, it's a fine arts musical it's not just a theater musical uh we want to try to incorporate as many of the band kids as possible as many of the different departments and so um we're not gonna i, I didn't want to strip it down we're doing oklahoma we weren't going to strip it down to like a banjo and a guitar which is i think what they did for broadway yeah um, yeah, yeah it did. uh but uh yeah that that was a lot of fun it was a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be i i had always avoided classic musicals because i just I, i've always been one of these like i like i like the grittier newer stuff i 
um, I like newer musicals in general. My favorite musicals are like, uh, you know, not that it's super new, but it's not, but I've always loved Pippin and, and Les Mis and, um, you know, uh, one of my, um, you know, Hamilton. I love, you know, I love like the newer stuff. Um, and so I've always gravitated more towards that stuff. But um, this was like my challenge. I was like, I, I need to, I need to be able to say, yes, I can direct Rogers and Hammerstein. And so, so I, uh, and, and I think the show just, it was, uh, it had been a long time since Abilene High had done a musical in, in that class kind of vein. Um, we did Drowsy, my first year at Abilene High, we did Drowsy Chaperone and um, every, and we would make, we would always joke about how, you know, well, and I told them about how the Drowsy Chaperone kind of makes fun of older musicals that are sometimes really inappropriate and really not, uh, not a suitable for a modern audience. And that's where the joke about the, the Japanese um, stuff came from. And so um, after, you know, I'm sure you've, maybe you've experienced this, but as soon as you're done with one show or like one musical, they're like, what are we doing next year? Yeah. They want it. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. let me, so I just got to where I told him, um, well, cause I, I think I'd mentioned at some point that I would never, because of the sensitivities and because of the, the kind of weirdness around it, I didn't think I'd ever do the King and I, you know, it's, it's not my favorite musical to begin with, but, uh, but I, I was just like, I don't, I don't even want to touch that. That would just be too difficult to navigate. I think with a, a school that's, you know, mostly white kids and, um, but every time they asked what musical we were doing, I just went ahead and said we were doing the King and I, and they they eventually figured out I was joking. <laughs> but uh, but for the last four years, the joke is we're doing the King and I. That was your go-to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. But, so, mm -hmm. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was, but but uh, Oklahoma was just one of those that I thought that um, you know it was um, it because it had just been on Broadway. There was some more. There was some new interest for it uh but it's also the quintessential rogers and hammerstein uh classic musical era we did the whole ballet and everything i have this fantastic uh dancer who's in a, you know she's 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 gonna be a senior this year so she's been a, but she, even when she was a sophomore she was an amazing dancer we had to go out and find a boy who could do ballet uh which was a challenge but we did and but we did the we did the whole ballet we like you know, we cut a little bit, but not much. And so, so yeah, I, that was one of those things that I was like, if I ever do, you know, an old style musical, I'm, I'm just cutting that whole thing out. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, but, but it was part of, it was part of the challenge to see if you could, you know, to, to do that with it, you know? Yeah. Did you choreograph the ballet? Heck no. Oh, okay. Just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a fantastic uh, choreographer who's, who I worked with in college. Uh, she, she was the choreographer for all of our musicals when I was in college. And she also like taught dance to my wife when she was a little kid. And she's been choreographing the Abilene High musicals since before I knew anything about, you know, so she's kind of uh, our go-to. And, and it was an easy decision when I first came there to uh, hire her. Her name's Terry Wilkerson. And um, she owns a dance studio here in town. Okay. And um, anyway, she, but yeah, she's, she's our choreographer. And anytime I choose a show, I, if it's got a lot of dancing, I, I contact her and I'm like, what do you think? Is this, is this good? Do we have, can we do this? And, 
um, I had, speaking of wild hairs, I, I thought it'd be really cool to do an American in Paris, which is, uh, it's a new stage version of the old musical from, uh, I think it's Gene Kelly, I believe the, the movie musical. Yeah. The movie one. Yeah. Um, and, um, I just listened to, I just listened to the music and I love, I love that music, especially the instrumental stuff, like the Rhapsody in Blue and all that. I love that. And, uh, I, I just, and I watched, I read the script, but I also watched a little bit of the Broadway version, but I didn't watch the whole thing. And, um, I asked her, I was like, so what do you, what do you think? And she was like, I just don't, we just don't have the guys who can do that kind of stuff. I mean, and I was like, okay, I understand. Well, then I finally went back and watched the whole thing. And it's not just like that 12 minute, 15 minute uh, ballet in the middle of Oklahoma. It's like one spot in the middle. They've like, take that. And there's like five or six of those throughout the musical that I just kind of was like, I guess, glossing over when I read the script, <laughs> but, but um but yeah, so no, but she's fantastic, and and I'm really you know happy to have and fortunate to have uh, people. Abilene is one of those com communities where kind of, you know, it, even though it it feels it definitely feels smaller, um, and you'd think in a bigger city, you know, being in like Sugarland or Houston, you've got all these resources around you, but it it almost felt harder. There's less resources here, but the the people that are here are like really willing to jump in and step in and be a part of, you know, because we're the biggest high school in town. There's there's three uh, high schools. There's us, Abilene, Wiley, and Cooper, um, and then lots of little towns around us. But uh, people here really gravitate towards one of those high schools or sometimes, you know, more than one of them. Um, and I think because, you know, like in Sugarland, there's like a, a, a six, a high school, you know, on every block, yeah, it seems yeah. like it's like Starbucks. And, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, uh, it, it feel, it felt harder when I was in Sugarland and maybe I just didn't try hard enough. Maybe I just didn't know who to talk to, or I didn't have the confidence to ask, I guess. Um, but it felt harder to find those resources. It, it felt, felt really hard to like find a good choreographer yeah. who wouldn't just come and you know, we could pay them to, to choreograph the musical, but that would um, really invest in it. Yeah. And like they would come in and like be as, be as much a part. They weren't just a hired on person, but they were somebody who was as invested in, the quality of the musical as as everybody in the show yeah. um and again I, I i think probably i think what i was when i was in houston it seemed like the people who had the strongest musicals the schools that had really strong musicals maybe had somebody in-house that they could work with right do you feel like that's yeah, true no, it's 100 percent. i mean to go with your 6a comment you know if you think about just the geography of how this area is set up uh, Fort Bend is next to Lamar Consolidated. Uh, Fort Bend is next to Ailey uh, ISD. Fort Bend's the uh, east side of Fort Bend feeds into Houston ISD and into Pasadena. And all of those districts have five or six A schools. I mean, back when you yeah. were, it was 
5A, but yeah. uh, uh, and so you can't go five miles without hitting a big yeah. school. And so the the people you hire out, they're busy, you know, because yeah. the, because they have so there's so much work for them. So you you're right. If if you have a strong department, and and when I was at Dulles, we did we everybody was on board to do everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't want to slander Travis for the year that I was there, but that is not the case at that school at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so. And when I was, when I was there, I, I mean, we were all, we were all coming up. Like yeah. we were every, every department there was brand new. Right. The, the, everybody was trying to find their footing. I think I was in a really fortunate position that the vast majority of my kids had had started out with Tress and Brad at Austin. Yeah, you had a good uh, transfer of group. And yeah. and they, I mean, we were, for the first year I was there, first, maybe even second year I was there, we felt like Austin High School light. You know, yeah. it, there was, <laughs> sure. I mean, the way that we did things was, well, this is the way we did things at Austin. This is the way we did things, you know. And uh, I we also had kids from Bush, um, but at the time Bush, Bush's theater program wasn't as strong, I guess. And so, um, they, the, I I only had a few, like a very few number of kids who had started out at Bush. Uh, but the dominant, dominant, like, like what, here's how we do things. Um, and that first group, that group of sophomores that then, uh, were the top group every year until they graduated. Um, because they started out the school with sophomores, they were a really strong group. And by the time they were seniors, they knew how to lead. I mean, right. they were excellent leaders. Um, and it was one of those groups that when they left, if you felt the void, yeah. um, but like they, I didn't really have to do a whole lot of like culture establishing. And when I, and, when, and even when I tried, it almost felt like there was pushback because they wanted to do things and so I, I kind of let them, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily push anything on, uh, on them, but everybody was still trying to find their footing. Uh, I think we were p- pretty lucky because, because the, the example that our kids had was uh, tra- uh, Tress and, and Brad over at Austin. And, um, and so, but the, but the dance, the dance teacher, you know, she was fantastic but she didn't have time to come choreograph our musical. Um, the band directors, they, yeah, I think they did a, a good job, I think, but again, and he wanted to, I remember he really wanted to like be a part of the musical. He was like, but, but then he wouldn't get around to doing anything about it until really late. And he was a, it was an all uh, student pit. And uh, I, I'd have kids coming up to me going like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the pit. When are we going to start rehearsing? And I was like, you mean you haven't started rehearsing? <laughs> like we open the show next week, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it was, it was a little bit tricky. Um, but again, I, it's not like I really blame anybody because right. it was so uh, much of an upstart, but um, you know, I, I, musicals have always been one of the, I, I like musicals. Uh, I've never been, I've never considered myself like a m- musical person. Um, and, I, and one of the th- reasons I wanted to, when I was at Paytown Sterling and I said, Hey, could we do a musical? It wasn't necessarily because I just really wanted to direct a musical. 
uh, I really just feel strongly that that's part of their education. That's part of what, uh, if you have the resources and if you can uh, do musicals, that's something you should be teaching kids and, and giving them that experience. But, um, but man, uh, if, if, if you're at a school where they're just like, nah, we don't have, like, I, I'm fine with that too. Like it's, it's a, such a load of work, um, that, um, you know, we were, I was, I was almost to the point where I was kind of like, you know what, maybe we'll, maybe we'll just focus on like small musicals, you know? Uh, but our fall shows were fantastic. I, I love, yeah. I always say it in our one act play, we, we, we did, we had some success in one act uh, when I was there. We, we advanced, um, you know, we zone in that district and we advanced uh, from zone three out of the four years I was there. And then one year we got to area. Uh, so I considered that success because right. that's right. as much success as I've ever had in one act. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I, 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 when I hear y'all, when I hear, one of the thoughts that always pops up into my head is, there's not enough love for fall shows, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, sure. Fall shows are consistently some of my favorite to do. Yeah, I I don't think they're scrutinized as much as um, as one act or even musicals. Uh, and there's because there is no format or expectation, you'd kind of like go, well, what do we want to do? So this year, for instance, we did an outdoor and because of COVID, it was like, let's do this outdoor. Um, we did a Hamlet uh, outside. And uh, unlike a lot of schools, we, we were actually in class in person all year long. And uh, they, the, the, the fine arts director actually called us in uh, over the summer last year and was like, so let's figure out how we can do some something safely. What is your plan? on what you can do. And there was the idea of doing radio shows and, uh, you know, video film things. And, but I had already had this idea of doing Hamlet outdoors. And so that's what I said. I said, this is what I'd like to do. And I can stage it in such a way that kids are never really that close to each other. Uh, we will use masks. We'll incorporate the masks into the, um, into the costumes. Uh, we'll do it outdoors. I'll, you know, I cut Hamlet down as far as I can um, so that the audience is not, you know, um, you know, around each other for a long period of time. Of course, uh, we, <laughs> I, so I cut Hamlet down to two hours, which, um, you know, doesn't seem like that short, but yeah, man, there's, there's nothing else you can squeeze out of that. play. <laughs> it's like a three and a half uh, hour play. Yeah. 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 And my, I, I incorporated our, uh, senior AP English teacher to be our dramaturg and he was like he was like you know talking about people from other disciplines who you know are are a little bit shocked at you know you wanting to change things you know he was like at first like I don't think you can you know he just was constantly like you can't cut that you can't cut that and I'm like we've got to we, we can't have a three-hour play you know and so, uh, but he, he eventually came around. He eventually started thinking like a theater person was like, okay, okay. Yeah, that works. That works. That works. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we, but I, like I told you, we only have very, very few males and our strongest actors are all females. So I just decided I'm just going to cast this gender blind. 
Um, we also have some, uh, we also have uh, gender uh, non-binary identifying students in our program. And so I was just like, we're just, I'm just gonna cast it uh, gender non-conforming, you know, like, and basically I, I told the students, I said, whatever, whatever cast or whatever role I cast you in, that is the gender of that role. We're not, we're not going to like make, uh, I cast uh, Hamlet as a female and I'm like, we're not going to like make her masculine. You know, I changed all the pronouns in Hamlet to her. Um, and I even, uh, because it's Shakespeare and because you can do this with her, uh, regardless of what some dramaturgs <laughs> and some uh, some uh, English teachers, you know, might you know balk at this, but uh, because it's Shakespeare and it's in the public domain, you can change anything. You can adapt, and I, I, I started calling it an adaptation as opposed to a you know a cutting. Um, but we changed some words that just didn't quite fit with her being uh, with Hamlet being a female. Uh, for instance, there's a when. She oh and, and Ophelia was a male so we we, we changed this so when she comes in and uh, sees Ophelia sitting there and instead of the line uh, calling her a nymph we he she called him an Adonis so like you know changed it to a masculine and various things like that we really played up on the on the the gender uh, like uh, the the politics of it you know like. Uh, uh, frailty thy name is woman you know that takes on a different meaning when it's stated by a female you know uh whenever uh, claudius is trying to belittle hamlet for being too much like a woman because she's he's crying over his father you know that takes on a little bit different meaning when he is when hamlet is a woman uh so anyway just stuff like that in your fall show you can kind of just play with it and and you don't have to worry about whether or not it's going to be received well by judges. Uh, unlike a musical, you haven't paid, you know, thousands of dollars to do the rights. Uh, you know, um, anyway, I, I just wanted to show some love for fall yeah, shows because no. they're always, w without a doubt, like when I look back on all of my favorite shows that I've directed, they've usually been a fall show. Yeah, yeah no, we're, I'm a big believer in the, you know, when I was at Dulles with Melanie Burke, uh, we put almost all of our eggs in that basket in the, in the full yeah. show basket. Cause we just, we love doing that kind of stuff. Now it's funny. Now I'm uh, the school I'm going to, we do our quote fall show in April. So <laughs> it's like, we don't, you know, we can't call it the fall show anymore. So, or I, yeah. I can't, uh, yeah. but yeah, we, we flipped the season. Is this school, John Cooper? Is that right? Yeah. 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 Is that, do they compete in one act or anything? No. So, so they're private schools, so they could do taps. Uh, which is the the one act for private schools, yes. but they don't even do that. So uh, they don't do Tommy too. They don't do any competitive anything. I think partially is uh, you know the school is a, a math and science private okay. school. Like it's a very it's very heavily focused on math and science, and so the talent we get uh, isn't there to compete in theater. You know they're they're right. they're literally there to become engineers. So yes, those are the students that I will keep in touch with. Because when, yeah. when, when I, you know, when I need to uh, make my next paycheck, I'll reach out to them and say, Hey, you're really wealthy. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I, I, one of my favorite uh, experiences post, uh, you know, having a student is uh, a student who is now an engineer. I had him at Travis and he was like, I want to take you to an Astros game. 
you know, and uh, when I was down there one time, uh, I was down there for, I was like uh, my 20th high school reunion in, in Baytown. And I was like, Hey, well, I'm, I'm going to be here for this. Let's, let's, mm. let's go to a game. And uh, so he, he like took me to a game, you know, we sat in like nice seats and it was fantastic. I was, I love it. I love yeah. it. So yeah, if you have, if you can, you know, form those relationships with those kids who are going to do theater for yeah. sure. Uh, because you never know when one of them's going to win an award and thank yeah. you, but keep in touch with those uh, math yeah. and science kids too. Yeah. <laughs> I let my dog out of the Yeah, room. no worries. I, I, I do the same thing every once in a while. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, I've got a student right now that wants to go to, a, uh, speaking of what we were talking about, uh, before I started recording, but, uh, uh, I've got a student that wants to take me to a Rangers Astros game in the new Rangers in their new yeah. globalized global. Oh, have you? Yeah. Already? I went and saw the Astros. They lost. Yeah. But yeah. I went and saw them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so, but I think he wants to buy the tickets. I, I should clarify that, but, uh, <laughs> before I go, before I go and venture up there. So, uh, I want to get you out of here on, um, I, I wrote down a question, um, very early in the, in the conversation based on what you were saying about your background, uh, that I kind of wanted to know if you had an answer to, it could be a quick, super easy answer, but you mentioned that your dad was in theater, you know, before you were even born, uh, yeah. did, did your dad encourage you to do theater or discourage you to do theater and say, you know, you don't want to do this because, or sure, go ahead and, and, and keep pushing forward. Uh, kind of both. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he was very encouraging to us growing up and, uh, we did community theater, you know, we were always at the theater. I, I don't think if he was trying to discourage us, he wasn't doing a very good job of right. it. Uh, but I do remember when we were my, cause my older brother was a theater major and my younger brother were, they were all three of us were theater majors. My, now my older brother went on to be a, like a, a marriage and family therapist. He's got his PhD in, in that. And he's a professor at a uh, university. Um, but, but my younger brother and I have both made that our career theater in some way, shape or form uh, our careers. And um yeah so no he but he would always kind of joke like you know I, I, why don't you go out and get a business degree yeah. that would be much yeah. better if you've got a business degree and we I mean we always knew it was a joke because we we're like you don't have any room to talk <laughs> yeah but uh but actually he went back so he he actually when he stopped being a theater teacher he went into the business world and he did sales he was in Houston uh doing sales for most of my life growing up but then uh the company that he worked that he worked for for like 20 something years uh didn't they went it went under in the early 2000s and he decided to go back to teaching so he taught at deer park uh, ninth grade campus for a year he taught his first job back was teaching with um at the carver uh fine arts magnet with rashonda yeah. yeah uh jones yeah letter. rashonda jones yeah and, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, he worked with her. I think it was her first year there as well. Yep. Uh, but then he eventually landed at Lee College as the theater director at Lee College and really, really loved that. Yeah. And uh, so he, but he retired just like a year or two ago because um, uh, he was he would basically was able to buy back the time that he had taught many, many years ago. He was still under that old system and 
taught, I think for about 13 years in his fifties and sixties. Um, and I know he, my parents, both my mom and my dad, very encouraging, you know, they, I, I did not come from a family that valued like, or that uh, put a huge premium on making a ton of money. It was always about like, do something you like, uh, do something stable. That's not gonna, you know, cause you to have to come back and live with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so teaching, teaching was always kind of where I, I saw myself because of that, you know, it would give me an opportunity to do something I loved and um, also pay the bills, you know, yeah. and, I, and, and, you know, one of the fortunate things about being a teacher during COVID, uh, you know, it was really hard to see friends of mine who were struggling financially, but my wife and I were both like, you know, whew, we're, we know we're going to get a paycheck. It's, it's, uh, you know, going forward, you know, uh, there was some, obviously some fear about how Texas schools were going to get cut, um, financially, but, um, you know, for the most part, we've been pretty secure and, and happy about that, you know, happy that we've been able to, to maintain our, you know, paychecks. Uh, so yeah, no, they, they, they've always been really supportive of us and, you know, whatever we wanted to do. Is there uh, something you're going to take away from this past year that you're going to continue to, to work with as far as uh, sort of adapting the COVID ways, if you will? I, you know, I know you said that you were face to face the entire year, but is there, you know, from from some of the adaptations you made, is there anything that you kind of thought, oh, that's that's actually kind yeah. of a, a good a good way to go. And maybe we'll hold on to that in the future. Well, we were, we were face-to-face and online. So we, oh, did okay, okay. Hi- we did hybrid the entire year, okay. which I did not like right. having both. I always, <laughs> I always felt like I would be much better at the zoom thing. If that's all I if was it, doing. Yeah. Focus on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Luckily I had a theater, uh, I had a, a student teacher in my classroom all year long. Abilene Christian has a uh, program for masters, a master's degree program for teachers who once they finish out their bachelors and then they spend their last year, the, the entire year in the classroom instead of just a semester. And so I had a student teacher all year who was basically like a third theater teacher for us. Uh, but she, she helped me a whole lot with that. In fact, she, her year was done like, uh, like the first week of May. And after that, I was like, I, I don't know how to do this zoom stuff guys it's like kids would be like are you gonna get online are you are we doing zoom today and i and i'd go oh yeah sorry um uh, my you know mr heo was the one who always did this so i I'm, i was horrible at it i hate to think what it would have been like if i had to do that all year long but um go, uh, to answer your question google classroom you know uh it was fantastic. You know, I'm going to put every assignment up on Google classroom. Um, if you are, you know, not able to be there, you're, it's on Google classroom. If you have assignments that you don't have turned turned in, it's all on Google classroom, you know, go back and look at the stuff that you have not done yet. And it's on Google classroom. That that's certainly one thing. Um, the tech theater classes were really tough to do on uh, zoom because you know, we're building and stuff like that. And, you know, you go, 
well, you can't, unless you have all these tools at home. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not going to ship you lumber so that you can build me something, you know? Uh, but, uh, but I was able to, you know, put up an assignment up on Google classroom and say like, okay, so you can't be here. Uh, but this is your assignment, get it done, turn it in. You know, so Google Classroom definitely is something I learned about that I'll, I'll keep, continue to use. Um, the idea of cleaning up after ourselves, after every <laughs> class period, yeah. I think is, you know, a good idea. Something we probably should have been doing all along. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think also one of the things that you, I would, you know, you and I often find ourselves you know, uh, I don't know if debating, but like the Facebook groups where you get in and people tend to react very, you know, kind of, I don't want to say overreact, but there's a lot of reactionary. Yeah. Yeah. Passionate reactions. Yeah. Yeah. To, to things. And, um, what I've found about myself is that, you know, and I think this is true for all theater people. Some people just need that First, some people just need to get out their reaction first, and then they eventually come back to, we can figure this out, you know? And I I think um, one of the things that I'm really taking from this year is that theater people are uniquely qualified and adept at, um, at flexibility and adapting and making it work. Um, You know, I have a, my sister-in-law is, is a, was a theater major. She's, she doesn't do theater anymore, but she tells me she always hired, she likes to hire theater people, you know, because she says that that's, in fact, when she would go into job interviews and they would say, what, why do you have a bachelor's degree in theater? How has that helped you? And she says, theater people know how to get things done and they will stick with it until it's done. Uh, and, and she said that, you know, no, no other, discipline teaches you quite as well how to adapt how to be flexible and still make it amazing and I think nothing has shown me that more than this year um whether it was the outdoor um you know Shakespeare that we did or the uh I had a student who did a film version of uh, Actors Nightmare uh, and then the myriad of things that I saw from across the state of uh, videotape performances and um, shows that were adapted, you know, just theater people kind of amaze me, you know, and it's, it's, it's that, that has uh, really, I think being the biggest takeaway is that really there's, there's nothing, there's nothing we can't do. Minor.